thanks for joining me for this episode of the Mike Ornelas Show. If you are enjoying my rants, raves, and reviews, would you share it with a friend? Like it wherever you tune in for fine podcasts like mine and share it with a friend. So, there are so many people who very, very quickly will give their money to various things. They will give their money to coffee. They will give their money to nights out. They will give their money to vacations. They will give their money to clothing. They will give their money to recreational activities. They will give their money to new goodies, to new cars and different things in life. They will give their money to various charities. They will give their money gladly, freely, and willingly. Or should I say, they will not give their money to all these things. Well, in in most cases, people are so ready to give their money to various causes, to various things. They are ready and willing to do so at the drop of a hat. And for some reason, they are discriminating about where their money goes. So there are different things that you would never, ever, ever, ever spend your money on, right? And there's some people who they look at coffee aficionados, and that word aficionado is just a fancy way of saying people who love coffee. So you and I know, and it's a thing, that people love coffee, right? There are various people who love coffee. And then there are those who like coffee. So the difference between the two is that one will pay 3 to $5 per cup of coffee, and the other person will not ever pay that amount because they're thinking, I could just make my own at home. I could just go to the gas station and buy a cup of coffee. I'm not fancy that way. I'm not bougie that way. And so there are people who are very selective about what they do with their money. Yet, I found this very interesting that many, many people are not as discriminating with the one thing that we can't ever get back. See, you can go out and let's say that, God forbid, that you go out and you blow your paycheck on at the casino. You gamble it all away at the slots or the blackjack table or what have you, and, and you blow your paycheck. Well, you've earned that money. It's rightfully yours. You got paid that paycheck, and you can't ever get that money back, yet you can go and work some more, and you can earn some more money. I'm not saying, and I'm not suggesting, I'm not even recommending that course of action that you blow your paycheck on gambling, but I am saying this, that money is a replaceable commodity. It's a replaceable commodity. You can blow it and you can earn it back. Yet this one constant thing, this one asset that we can't ever replace, we can't ever get back because everybody has a set, a fixed amount of it. We can't ever get back, but people are not as discriminating 
about this one constant item, yet they are discriminating about where they send their money. And this one constant that I'm talking about is time. That's time, T-I-M-E, time. We all have a fixed number of years on this planet. We all have 75 to 100 years, give or take a handful of years, to live on this planet. And yet we're not as discriminating with our time as we are with our money. We're willing to spend time with somebody who doesn't want our advice. We're willing to assist people who don't want our help. We're willing to volunteer ourselves to things that we will not ever be able to get time back and ever be able to reclaim that time that we spent there. So why is it that we are not as discriminating about where we use our time, how we use our time, as we are with how we use our money? Well, I've narrowed it down to a handful of reasons, and these are based on my experiences and my observation. So one of the reasons why we're not as discriminating about our time usage as we are about our money usage is because we value our time. Now, don't get me wrong. If you ask anybody, if if you ask anyone, if you ask 100 people, if they would just sit around all day and watch TV, many of them would say no. They don't feel that they are doing anything important by just sitting around and watching TV. Yet, when you look at the numbers, and again, numbers don't lie, statistics don't lie. There are exceptions to any rule, but the rules are the rules for a reason, okay? And so when you look at the average American spending three and a half hours or so per day watching TV. Now, nowadays, it could be Netflix, it could be Hulu, it could be Disney Plus, it could be any other, but number, the streaming services are a dime a dozen nowadays, and it, they're pretty much replacing cable stations. So they are whittling their time away on watching TV in one form or fashion to the tune of three and a half hours per day. What does that mean? Well, during the course of a week, that's equivalent to a part-time job. During the course of a month, that's equivalent to two working days. And during the course of a year, that's equivalent to almost a month of time just spent sitting and watching a show. Now, it might not be sitting nowadays. It might be walking around. It might be taking a walk. It might be driving in your car. But you get what I mean. They're watching. They're consuming content. So, and don't get me wrong. I'm not bashing you. You enjoy a good show. I enjoy a good show. I enjoy watching movies. I enjoy those things. But I'm just stating facts here. And then another thing that people will give their time to is they will give their time to interruptions. Interruptions. I read a book by this author, great book. You should definitely pick it up. His name is Cal Newport. And he wrote this book called Deep Work. 
deep work, I recommend that you pick it up because it's well worth reading and absorbing. And what he says in that book is he will purposely disconnect. He will disconnect from email. He will not carry a cell phone. He will have specific set times, and his friends and relatives know this, when he will disconnect and be unreachable so he can do, quote, deep work. And this deep work that he does is focused work that is meaningful to him, that ties into his goals for that period of time, that week, that month, that year. And these are things that he is he finds himself absorbed into and not wanting to take himself away from, yet it is practical for him to maintain over a long period of time. So he does deep work in short bursts, whether it's a few days per week over this course of the month, whether it is during these handful of weeks during the course of the year, and he has them all scheduled out. So he knows, okay, during this period of the week, during this month of the year, I will be unreachable. I will take this route to and from work. So that way people can't get to me. They can't distract me. They can't take away my train of thought and interrupt me from my deep work. I will not carry a cell phone. I will not check email. I will not have access to these tech devices during these hours of the day. That way I don't lose my train of thought. And I thought that his advice is very instrumental for those who are looking to accomplish much in their lives. Because when you look at how much a typical individual, especially nowadays, with all of the goodies that we have, all of the gadgets and all of the doohickeys that we have nowadays, I mean, look at in our pocket, is the equivalent of a room full of computers just a few decades ago. The, the typical cell phone is faster, can store more information, and has access to more bits of content that than even our ancestors had 30 or even 40 years ago, every single year. Devices and technology gets faster, it gains the ability to store more content, and it also allows us to do more things than others could do at any other time in world history. And so when you look at the number one reason why people give for not being able to do something, what what is it? You guessed it, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I've heard it before. I've written several books and people ask me, how in the world did you do that? How could you find the time to do that? And I heard someone say this before, and so I can't take credit for it. I, I may have heard it somewhere, read it somewhere. I don't remember where, but this person said, when something is important enough to you, you take the time. You find the time, you carve out the time. You take them in short bursts, 30 minutes here, an hour there, 10 minutes there, 15 minutes there. You find the time. You take the time. You wake up earlier. You stay up later. You 
say no to more things than you did before. You find time to do things that are important to you. And this is no true than any no no more true than anything that you want to accomplish with your life. Having goals, that's a, that's a given. I'm assuming that you're a person who's driven to do something meaningful with your life. You're not just a, a busybody. You're not someone who's sitting around on the couch all day just streaming different shows one after the other. I'm assuming that you want to do something meaningful with your life. So that's definitely square one. But when you want to do something meaningful, you find the time. You take the time. The way that I record my show is I find the time. I always have down time during my week, and you do too. You are no different. You've got time. You've got the time. You just have to find it. You have to track it. So when I did this meaningful exercise when I was in college, and uh, one of the things that the counselor told us was to track your time over a given week. And it was very eye-opening because she said, track 24 hours a day. If you're sleeping, brushing your teeth, eating, driving, track every single waking moment. And tally it up on the following Monday. So track Sunday through Saturday. And track it and tally it up at the end of the week, that following Sunday or Monday. And figure out what you did with your time. And so I did. And I found out that I was spending an enormous amount of time doing what? Driving. Yes, I was spending a lot of time driving. And uh, at that time, I was doing a lot of mobile things. I had my own mobile notary service. And so it was an unavoidable thing. However, what I did find was I spent an enormous amount of time driving to do errands. And so When I got down to brass tacks, I said, okay, how can I do fewer errands? Or how can I chunk them to one day per week that I'm doing the same thing? I'm doing the same errands. So if it's grocery shopping, at that time I was single, no kids. If I'm grocery shopping, if I'm uh, buying toiletries, whatever I'm doing, how can I narrow it down to where I'm not doing those tasks multiple times per week? How can I do that? So I just figured out, okay, I'm going to designate this day of the week and this time of the week, I'm going to schedule it every week. This is the day and time that I'm going to do my grocery shopping. This is the day and time of the week I'm going to do my banking. This is the day of the week I'm going to get my haircut. This is the day of the week and so forth. So I started to schedule things and you know what I found? Those tasks became easier because I found that I had to do those things. I had to get groomed and I had to shop but and bank. But I didn't have to do them sporadically. I could save them and I could schedule out my time. And so what happened was it cut down on the number of times I just randomly said yes to people's requests for what have you. Hey, you want to go out for lunch? Oh, I would very much like to, but I have this appointment. 
and it was the truth because I had scheduled it out. I'm going to work on this project at this time. I'm going to do these tasks at this time. And as a result, I would, I ended up having to schedule out my lunches. I didn't always get it right, and I still don't always get it right to this day, but for the most part, I schedule things out. And so people understand that when you're a busy person, you can't just do, you can't just randomly do things. You've got to have a schedule. You've got to have a calendar and you've got to make sure that you put things in their proper place. So that way you can eliminate the time vampires as much as possible. And this is another area where you can focus on because you can focus on time vampires. Have you ever noticed that the that people who have nothing to do always want to do it with you? This is very eye-opening when you realize that there are some people who just don't have a lot of time. They have a lot of time on their hands. Why is that? Because they're not trying to do anything meaningful with their lives. They have too much time on their hands and they're not scheduled, scheduling things out. But you, on the other hand, you're a go-getter. You are planning your day and planning your week and planning your month and planning your year. You don't have unlimited time, so you've got to have your calendar out for when they want to do lunch or coffee or what have you. So you have scheduled it out, and you eliminate the time vampires, and you just let them know, hey, Joe, hey, Jane. I've got this appointment, and I am unable to just randomly have lunch or coffee with you. So we've got to schedule it. So here's my calendar. Here's the link to my calendar. Go ahead and schedule time on my calendar, and then we can get together for lunch. Sound good? Great. And you do that every single time, and you establish that expectation, and now, going forward, you have found more time. Because things are in their proper places. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that every single thing needs to be scheduled out. Hey, uh, we need to have this conversation, (laughs) husband or wife. So here's my calendar and go ahead and schedule time with me. I'm not saying that. But I am saying for the things that are important to you, the things that are important in your life, the things that matter to you, the things that you really want to get done and you really want to accomplish. You've got to schedule them out so that way you always have time to do the things that matter to you. The things that matter to you. The things that matter to you. And oh, you matter to me. So if you are needing tax advice, tax help, and especially if you owe 10000 or more to the IRS or the state, then definitely reach out to us at 916-509-3553. That's 916-509-3553 or online at sacramentotaxresolution.com. That's sacramentotaxresolution.com. And here's my promise to you. If you are in tax trouble, we won't even take your case unless we can help you guarantee So reach out to us today and don't wait another day to get the IRS or the state or both off your back. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, would you rate it? Would you subscribe to it? And would you share it with a friend? This is Mike Ornelas signing off. Until next time, 
hoping you live less taxing.